0: MLM Nation Episode Five Hundred and Seventy-One. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders by leaders for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over eighty thousand and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So, if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan.
1: Hey, I'm Omnation. If you haven't heard, my mission is to help a 1,000 people earn a $1,000 a month before next year. And I made it easy for you to get help from me. So if you're interested, you can get a help. It's starting with $10, 33 cents a day. I'll answer your questions seven days a week. We prospect together. I'll guide you exactly what to say. And I'll put you into the five-step plan to get your next customer or next new rep. Go check it out. At purpose Driven networkers.com. And I look forward to helping you become one of the thousand people to earn a thousand dollars a month by next year. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fried up to bring our special guest today, someone that I've known for quite some time, who played a big role in helping me build a million-dollar business. We have the one and only Tim Sales. Tim, are you ready to make it happen? Let's rock it, man. And I can't believe that I assisted you. You like know at all, man. No, no, I still remember big meetings we had and something you coached me on that really helped me out. So I'm eternally grateful. We can even talk about that. But uh, for those of you, I don't know where you've been hiding. If you don't know who Tim Sales is, Tim Sales give me a little bit share a little background. Served in the U.S. Navy Special Operations before he answered an ad and started MLM business in 1989. Since then, he has made millions in his career as a network marketer. He's also contributed tremendously in helping network marketing get accepted as a profession with his generic prospecting training tools such as Brilliant Compensation, which has been downloaded 44 million times. And it was a tool that I used to grow my business early on when I was building online. He also had the professional inviter and the professional presenter. Tim was also a teacher at the only university-affiliate network marketing certificate course offered by the University of Illinois at Chicago. He's also been interviewed by Larry King and Grant Cardone. Now, after 18 years of accepting residual income, Tim's network marketing company bought his business. And um, after a while, Tim missed building, and in 2011, he started from scratch and became a founding distributor for his new company. Today, Tim's team generates over 230 million in annual sales, and he's created 57 millionaires in the last eight years. So Tim, I've given ML Nation a brief background, but take us back to 1989. How did you go from U.S. Navy Special Ops to network marketing? What was that ad and what the heck did
2: that ad say? (laughs) You know, it's always funny because people ask that. What I think is what happened to me was, uh, so I have two pictures up here. So here I am in Okinawa, uh, Japan, and uh, on board a ship and I'm a little tiny one striper there was really kind of like absent right you know how how a 19 year old kid would be 18 year old kid and then I decided and I begged and I did everything I could to get into special operations all right and what was it about that that transformed me these guys right here special operations, what they do, what they, they assume, you know, nothing. And then they show you some theory on a bomb, let's say, and then they drill it in you defusing it until you can't do it wrong. And they just repeat it over and over and over and over and over. And then you get that bomb down pat and then you move over to something else. And so that taught me that training was the key to everything in the world that I wanted to accomplish. So training was the key. And so I I took a college course on board the USS Missouri. So we were over there in the Persian Gulf and they flew out a professor and that professor came in and he was an old retired guy and he just basically helped students that were in the military. And while he was doing that, he made this off-the-cuff statement, Simon, all right? Like, it was one of those, and I can see him to this day walking, and we're on in this little tiny room, and he just glances over, and he goes, to make a lot of money, you have to either own it or sell it. Now, he didn't even take his own advice, but a church bell rang in my head, and I was like, oh, gosh. And so then... Come forward probably about uh, five years. I was going to settlement on a house and I came up short, um, my only house, first house. And then um, I answered an ad newspaper because I was looking for something I could do. And I remembered that guy's phrase, either own it or sell it. And I knew I couldn't own it because I had no business experience. I knew I couldn't sell it, but I, so if somebody could train me, then I could learn that. And so I answered this ad right here. Okay. I was just in uh, Israel and, uh, and I put this ad up. Here's the ad. All right. Here's the, here's the sales copy. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. $20,000 a month. Top salesperson needed. Wear sharp Italian made suits. Drive fancy European sports cars. If you have the courage to call, it can make you rich. And the phone number. And then two words, Simon. You know what those two words were? Scam. No, gotta go for it. Will train. Mm. Two words, all caps. Will train. That was it. In other words, if you if you got that first part of my story, that training was everything. When he said, "Will train." I was like, you mean somebody can, will train me how to make money? And that was my big epiphany and what launched my whole, uh, you know, career. So what happened? you called the ad and then uh, was it like a one-on-one meeting or like a home meeting and then you just signed up? Oh, no, 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 no. He sent me a video. It went to a voicemail box and the voicemail box told a little story and then said, you know, uh, I want to connect with you and I'm going to send you a package. You can review the material, blah, blah. I got on the phone with him, but I lived in the barracks and so I didn't have a VCR. And so how am I supposed to watch this video? Right? So, uh, he sent me it anyway. And I kept saying, you know, I, you know, like, just tell me what it is. Is it, cause it was something, you know, I, I, I didn't even know what it was. So, so he sent me the video and uh, there was nothing in the package that for me to read. It was only a video. I took it to Montgomery Ward shopping center in uh, Waldorf, Maryland. And, um, and plugged it into the VCR at Montgomery Ward. Okay, and it went across all screens in the whole place. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh! And uh, and so it was uh, it was a video, and I loved it. I loved it. I didn't understand what in the world it was, but uh, but he told this story at the end about how they train circus fleas. They basically you know put a lid on it, and the fleas jump up to the top and bang their head, and after a while. They learn that if they don't jump quite so high, then they won't bang their head, and that that's what happens to us in life, that we've been trained to not jump out of the jar. and I thought, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm, I'm in special operations, but and, and, and it was my highest attainment achievement, but I kind of got stuck in the jar. Mm. so you know it's interesting, um, even though you didn't have a VCR, you made it happen,
1: but he didn't he never explained it to you. But He used the tool. He relied on that tool. I know. That's, That's what he system. later trained me to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how did it go? Once you get started, how was your first couple of weeks like?
2: Okay. So there's a little bit of a, of a, it was a hiccup. So when I went and sat down with him and he told me that I needed to buy this $350 pack, I told him, no, I came here to make money. I didn't come here to spend money. And he said, you know, yeah, but you've got to use these products. And I was like, dude, it's skincare. <laughs> like, I don't have the body parts for that stuff. So, uh, no, I'm not buying that. And uh, and so I left. And uh, there was a like a three month delay. And he followed up because I, they sent me to school up in Boston. And then when I came back, he said, okay, I just uh, wanted to call and see how you're doing, you know. And I said, look, I'm just as a courtesy. I'm done with that, blah, blah, blah. And he said, why not? I go, well, I can't afford it. And Simon, he said the words that he said, how long have you been saying that? I go, saying what? And He goes, you can't afford it. And I was like, oh, boom, man, if I could reach to that phone and grab his neck, I would. have." <laughs> you know I mean? like, um, so it hurt. And he said, look, I'm not I'm not trying to upset you or anything, but it's just if you've if you're always making that phrase, then you got to do something about it. And so why don't you come back up to the house and let's talk about it. And, uh, and he goes, and I think I figured out a way for you to get in for free. And so I went up there. And do you know what the free was? Well, bring a couple of friends along? No. The free was, if you buy five of these and you sell all five, you will make enough profit in order to pay for your first one. Buy four, get one free. Buy five. You have to buy five, right? If I buy five, the profit that I would make would give me enough money to buy my kit for free. So, how did you get money to buy five? Credit card. He said, if you get this done inside of 30 days, it's all free. And I looked at him and I said, Do I have stupid written right there? (laughs) He said, No, you don't have stupid written right there. He goes, Why? And I said, I told you I didn't have the money and now you're telling me to get five of them. And he goes, yeah, but you're going to make your money back when you sell them. And then I said, what if I don't, what if you don't, what he replied, I go, what if I don't sell them? Then I'm stuck with them. He goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you lacked confidence. Mm. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) Right. So he just nailed me with that comment. He was a professional, a true professional. Right. And uh, to this day, he kept his word with me. And so when he made that comment and I said, uh, I, he goes, look, if you don't have the confidence, I understand that you don't know how. But I told you I would train you. But if you don't lack the confidence, then why in the world would you answer my ad? Because in my ad, I said top salesperson needed. Mm. So that's good.
1: So somehow you, you got, you, you got the kits. So you sold them. Did you sell them the first
2: month? I sold all five. And then I total of 28 of those kits in the first month. So how did you do so well?
1: 28 kits. While a lot of people watching and listening to this, they may be struggling. What did you do
2: back then that a lot of our listeners are not doing? I don't know what the other listeners are doing. And Like I didn't understand network marketing at all. What I knew was that the pitch that the guy told me about higher quality ingredients, I said, you know what? That story, that conversation worked for me. And he had broken down each one of the ingredients. And so he really created a difference between what was sold at the, and I can remember it to this day. He says, you know, Estee Lauder, La Pare, Princess Morcella, Borghese. I don't even know who those guys are anymore. I don't even know if they're still around. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you know, like they put all their money on expensive advertising where we put the majority of our money into the jar. And so that pitch allowed me to go out and talk to people. And so that's what I did. I wasn't Signing people up into network marketing, I was more selling a product package to people. What was a turning point for you, or like a
1: major light bulb moment? Because uh, for those who don't know, five years later, you were hitting six figures a month, which is uh, you know, a, lot of, a tremendous amount of money today, but even more so back in, this would be in 1994, right? 93, 94. What was a light bulb moment, Tim, That
2: something that went off and then you, your business really, really took off? I think... It was number one. I really realized what network marketing was, and so I had this. You know, when we were talking about the format, and, uh, and you said something rather about you know like your worst moment, and my worst moment was when the media attacked my company, and then it uh, it came crashing down. I went from sixty five thousand a month to sixteen thousand a month, and I had this like the whole media came rushing in. Nine attorney generals were teamed up against my company and you know the media was going wild Barbara Walters was saying illegal pyramid scheme action imminent you know and so there's this mayhem going on it reminded me of combat you know everybody was scattering out of my company that's why my check went from 65,000 to 16 why were they scattering because they thought we were in a pyramid scheme and so i didn't know whether to run with them simon or hunker down for the fight. I I didn't know. And so because of my history in the military, I dug in and said, I don't know whether to flee or stay. I need to learn this. And by staying and studying, looking at other, uh, you know, like lawsuits and pyramid schemes and and various different things, I just basically studied until I really got the industry.
0: Mm. I
2: understood it. And at that point, I became the person who could lead an army as opposed to follow someone. And it was that moment. That was my aha moment. And, and can I just tell you what that aha moment was? Yeah. What it was? Sure. Okay. So I, I created this thing. It's a real simple graphic. Network marketing is, is just simply a vehicle. That's why I have uh, Mr. Storm there. A job has executives, they sit in a building, they create policies, they create products or services or both, Uh, they have employees, and they create an offer, right? That's what they do. And the offer is, we're gonna give you a salary, but we're not gonna give you any upside potential. Okay, that's simple. Network marketing has all the same appearances. In other words, executives, policies, products and services, employees at the home office, they have an offer. It's different than this offer. The offer is, we're not going to give you a salary, but we'll give you the upside potential of what you build. This is the cheapest labor that any company can ever have, right? Because if these people, like a great example is uh, Procter & Gamble. like Procter & Gamble will go out and have a, a sales rep who is under contract. And so if he sells, let's say, to 7-Eleven, and so Procter & Gamble's products go into 7-Eleven and continue to go in for 30 years, Procter & Gamble receives like billions and billions of dollars because of that. But the sales rep got his salary and a commission that year and probably the right to stay in the job for another year. But that's it. But Procter & Gamble makes $9 billion dollars and profit per year right now. So that's the difference, that's the upside potential. And so that's what I had my aha about is is that network marketing is not what people make it out to be, they create this mason jar and shove all this junk down in it and say, that's network marketing and it's not. So, So that was my number one aha. My second one is every organization in the world has to do this thing that I've named the pipeline, which is it has to generate leads, has to contact the leads, has to set appointments, has to do presentations and some follow up. Every organization, every politician has to do this. Every church, if you want members, you have to do this. If you want a spouse, you have to do this. There's nothing in the world that you do not have have to do this for if you want to expand an organization. So, Simon, that was my big aha that the industry is real simple. We are not bound by how we do this. So, a lot of people say, you know, like you've got to do it through your network, meaning that the only one way to generate leads is through your phone or something like that. Well, that's ridiculous. That's not true at all. Can we do postcards? Can we go to expos and set up at, let's say, a wedding expo and sell weight loss or skin care? Yeah, we can. In other words, nothing limits us, and that makes us a beast that nobody can understand. And so everybody gets it wrong out there, and I laugh all the way to the bank <laughs> and just keep trucking, right? Because they never stop long enough to do real research on the industry.
0: Hey guys, Aisham Hipster here back in the studio to bring you this week's show ambassador. Woo! Love this part. This week's show ambassador is Say Now 20. Say Now 20. Now 20. Say Now 20. Now 20. <laughs> Say Now 20. <laughs> Sorry. Say Now 20 says uh, Great resource to anyone working in or thinking about becoming a network marketer simon has some very knowledgeable guests who provide great information and motivation for the listeners short and sweet say now 20 i love it thank you so much for that correct we we, i mean this is a phenomenal resource for network marketers Um, everyone on here has made it we are very selective with with who we get on our show We, we make sure we vet them very thoroughly um, so, you can always rest assured that whenever you hear from someone in ML Nation, um, we've done our due diligence and, uh, you know, Simon puts them through the ringer and asks really, really great questions and, and dives deep. So, Say Now 20, thank you so much uh, for that information. Thank you for that review. And uh, Say Now 20, you are this week's show ambassador. Let them hear it, folks. Let them hear it. Say Now 20. I should probably clarify it. When I say let them hear it, it means let them hear it. It's just me and my American way of speaking. Uh, We shorten everything, kind of like the Aussies do. You guys abbreviate a lot of stuff, and I love it. Guys, if you want to be featured as next week's show ambassador, simply leave us a rating and review. That's it. That's all you got to do. Every single week, we will reach our hands into that big old basket of show reviews, pull out our favorite, luckily, and boom, a star is born love it. I'm looking forward to reading your review to the world. Now back to Simon and the show.
1: I love how you always make things so simple, Tim, especially uh, I remember when I first went through your stuff in 04, 05. Why don't you talk a little bit about your channel, your network marketing power channel on YouTube and why you did it? Because I think when you showed us, those two charts are awesome. Where can our listeners and viewers get more of it? Talk about the vision of why you create that channel and where they can love uh, check your stuff out.
2: Network marketing power really originated because there was this point where I remember thinking, we are not, as a network marketing of a group of people, different companies, we are not competing with each other. We're competing with Google, right? And so I would see these comments that were ranking high, and it's because there are six anti-network marketers. And what they do is that they link to each other's stuff, so they have better search engine optimization than network marketers do, and the reason being is is that all network marketers are really just focused on their particular company and and they're just building right It's not logical that we would all link together. I kind of said, you know what what I do on all my one on one meetings it's like that is the that's the knowledge that I have it's the reason that I can talk to prospects and they get it. and so I said, why don't I just make that available to everybody? and then when the when the real truth gets out, all the people who are the anti people and then the media who uses the anti uh, the anti network marketer stuff, while they're doing that, we get to you know like really. Prosper because the truth really gets out there, and all the media just kind of go, "Oh man, we look real stupid right now." So that's my vision behind network marketing power, and uh, and so the very first part of network marketing power, and it's a YouTube channel called Network Marketing Power. The first part of it is what network marketing isn't, and then I will do what it is, and then I'll talk about how to do it, and so that's kind of the sequence of uh, the way I'm going about this. Where's the best place for people to
1: get your resources? you have a website you can uh, let people know? And we'll definitely put it in the show notes
2: as well. Yeah, so Network Marketing Power YouTube channel. I'll tell you, uh, Simon, probably the best thing, this right here is where I live my life, okay? It's an electronic board, and right here is leads. I know you can't see it, but uh, this is leads. This is contact, appointments, and so forth. And it's just an electronic board. And I put all my contacts in lead generation here. And as I contact them, I just slide the card over, like you can see right there. I'm just sliding the card over. And I have my whole business on this little electronic board. And I just move the cards across from, you know, from appointment set to presentation completed, to follow up, to sell or sponsor the person, then over into training and the truth be told, if you hit the slider bar, you'll go on over, and it's okay. What's your next level of training? What's your next level after that of training? So at the very beginning, it's just the mechanics. The next step over, what I'm trying to do is get them to go to that part where they're matching their income and in, in whatever they are now doing. And then after that, I'm trying to get them to be able to basically quit if they want to quit, and then go on up to the highest levels. And so that's kind of the way my board just keeps pushing the same contact contact all the way across the board. And everything's in one place. So pipelineprofits.com is where you can get that board. And that's really the very like the centerpiece of what we do. Yeah, and it's free. Cool.
1: And we'll definitely put it in the show notes. You can go to com, click on the podcast, and you see the episode for Tim Sales, who we'll put the links. To uh, so we reach out to Tim and all this good stuff that he has out there. Um, Tim, let's go backtrack a little bit. You talked about your worst moment when the media attacked. And I remember when I first met you, you told me about that. Uh, I was just amazed about what happened to your, your organization. And then impressive, you you were able to bounce back. Now, I think in today, it's probably people see a lot of negative news about the company because of the internet, right? There's always articles. Anyone... If and then, especially recently, some major companies got attacked. Uh, some another major company that's changed, basically ditched the network marketing model. If someone's company had received negative news, whether it's like a you know someone said there's lead in the products or people are not making money, what's the best way to handle that situation?
2: It's a great question, man. It uh, and I want to really help people with this. Number one, fill the void. Okay. okay. There was a company, uh, a cosmetic company over in the UK that got attacked. I immediately stepped up and then I took almost frame by frame of what that lady said and I told the truth and exposed the lie. Okay, so fill the void. That's the first thing. And then number two is just get out there and flourish, If you'll remember when Herbalife was attacked and then I created a video, now I was in another network marketing company, but I created a retaliation video to the billionaire who was basically lying about them because he was trying to make a profit. And so uh, that's another example of filling the void because I knew that that was not a strategy most people even know. And so then after that, you flourish, right? And I told everybody in Herbalife, I said, guys, If you go out and you create more sales, then the guy who bet a billion dollars against you is going to get crushed. And so, because the billionaire was shorting the stock and that's the only reason he would go out and attack them. And so so that's the thing to do. And the other one is everybody, you know, I myself included. So my check was 65,000. It began to drop, right? And so it was a, a fast drop where It like dropped from 65 to I think 53 or something. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) oh man, I've been shot, right? I couldn't believe it. And then I kind of like was numb because my check had always been going up and I just couldn't fathom it going down. And then it dropped down to like 40 or 39 or something like that. And then it dropped and it kept, I'm like, "Ah!" right? And I was like a little baby sitting in the fetal position, sucking his thumb. Okay, that's that's the the when I look back and look at that, that's what I was doing, and you know the whole team was scattering. Nobody was out promoting because we were headlines in USA Today and Wall Street Journal and all of them, and so finally I was like, "Man, I got to figure out what to do here." And that's when I went out and did my research. But there was a point where it stopped falling. Okay, so it was falling, 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 and it stopped at sixteen. It jumped up to 17, dropped to 16 and a half, went to seventy. I was like, as odd as this sounds, Simon, I ask, why did it stop falling? What, why did it choose 16, right? Why, why, why can it stop at 61, <laughs> you know? Um, but what it was is that when you really understand the industry, there are three gears that drive the business. And this one is exploratory. That's people buying kits, wanting to try the products. Is it good products, things like that. They're answering the question is, do I wanna be in the business? And then that leads to wholesale consumption. And that leads to retail. So what happened in my scenario was that the exploring the business, that went away. Okay, because nobody is going to answer, is going to say yes to a company that's in the media all the time saying, you know, it's a pyramid. Right. So that went away. And so when my check stopped at around 16,000 a month, it stopped because of the customers that I had and the wholesale consumption of the people who stayed. And that was the one of the biggest lessons that I learned. About how to build and why you need customers.
1: That's awesome. Um, I think another lesson is uh, company rebounded. A lot of times, people think it's the worst case scenario. That, but you know, over the years, we see companies attacked. Your company, Herbalife, and a lot of companies, but they bounce back. So, if you're in a situation where your company's attacked, it's not the end of the world. You now, Tim gave great advice here: fill the void and step up
2: and flourish and uh, treasure those customers. Like right after I did my research and I realized that the industry, you know, it wasn't dependent upon how we do it. Right. And a lot of people attack that point. They'll say, you know, like they're spamming or they're doing this or they're doing that. Uh, we don't have to drag people to hotel meetings. The guy didn't do that to me. He sent me a video. So there's no how we do it that we can, that, that defines us. That's not what defines us at all. So once that's out of the picture, I remember just, I climbed in my car and I went on a road trip for months and I just did the business, right? I went eye to eye and I just talked to people, right? And so that's what I meant by flourish because when the noise settles, I bet on the company. I said it would. And then I ended up building it from 65 to 16 and then from 16 to $151,000. And then Simon, they came back to me after I was retired for 18 years with a residual check and asked to buy my business from me, okay? Do you guys get this? It's a real asset. It's a real asset. You know, then I joined uh, another company and decided to start from scratch. That's been, it's been fun because I learned so much more through the, through the last few years. It's like your military teacher said back in the uh, the 80s you you own it or you sell
1: it. That's right. And you sold it, Tim.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even know that I was owning
1: it. (laughs) Hey, I want to ask you a question I've never asked before, but out of a 500, like 60 something shows, but I'm going to ask you because I think you can handle this. And I'm, I'm actually interested in your opinion. You've seen network marketing change over the years. What do you think is the best thing that's happening to the profession? And then also the worst thing that's happening.
2: Good. It's easy. It's an easy answer for me because I'm right on the tip of the spear. The best thing that happened is the internet and social media. It's the best thing that happened, Simon, I've never seen a time that it would be, that it's, that would have been easier to build than right now. Right? Like, seriously, it's so easy to find people. There are a billion people connected <laughs> In social media. Are you kidding me? I used to run ads in the Washington post. It cost me $320 a week in order to run those ads. I would send a, I think of a $17 package of videos, right? Look at today. I spend, you know, I live on a farm, organic farm up in the mountains. I have a, um, uh, like my computer and how I have such fast internet. I don't know, but it's just awesome. And I do Zooms. I'm building teams in Russia and in Israel and all over the world. That's the greatest thing that happened. The worst thing that happened is that because of people being able to optimize search engine, Google's favoritism, then things can be swayed out of context. So you have 100 million people doing network marketing And you get six or six people who are anti and they wrote anti stuff. You know, the whole thing about, you know, how, you know, like so few people make money and stuff like that. Well, I've thrown out a challenge to everybody and I said, "Okay, great. You want to debate me? I'd love to debate you. All you got to do is show me that in the last seven years, you've created more than 57 millionaires and 5,401 people average a quarter million dollars a year. If you've done that, very well, let's debate. Because I'm not going to debate somebody who is just a critic. What are you an advocate of? What's better than network marketing? And if you can beat those odds, great. Are are my statistics great? Let's do it. So that's the bad part, is the anti-people, every one of them, did network marketing and failed at it and spent the rest of their life trying to make it wrong. There's only one guy who didn't do network marketing and he's just after the eyeballs. He just wants people on the eyeballs and hundred million people is a lot of eyeballs. A couple other questions I'm going to wrap up. How Thanks. important is consistency to success? It's the whole reason if I went back and I told this particular how this came up, is this all right uh in my first company there was a long runway in order to get a check okay long runway and so it was five months before you became what they called an executive and during that five months you you might make twenty dollars forty dollars or something like that plus retail profit so it was really a long runway and i was trying to figure out like my gosh how do I keep stay focused when I'm not making any money? That's what I was having a problem with. And so then I just remembered what we did in the bomb squad, which was, you know, like, let's say that this thing right here is a bomb, a bomb and the nose of the bomb hits like this. Well, there's a firing train that happens. And what you do as a bomb squad tech is you try to interrupt the firing train before it blows up the whole big bomb. And so the earlier we can do that, the better, right? Obviously. And so when I looked at network marketing, I'm like, the end product over here is serving a customer or rep and earning money. So money's over here. What happens just before money? Well, I 50% of the time, I followed up with a person. 100% of the time, I had done a presentation with them. OK, so I'm reverse engineering what it create, what money, how money is created. That's all I'm doing. I'm reverse engineering how money is created in network marketing. So so just before the follow up, I did a presentation. And just before the presentation with every prospect, I had to set an appointment. And just before that, I had to have that person contact that person. And just before that, I had to generate a lead. Those are the sub components, and that's all there will ever be. And it's the same, and when I realized, Simon, that this is what every business, every politician, every everybody has to do, I was like, oh my gosh, there's mm-hmm. nothing unique about network marketing other than the fact that we can do presentations any way we want, we can do generate, lead, generate leads any way we want, we can contact people any way we want, you know, especially now with social media. So that was your question specifically was the lesson learned, right? How important is the consistency to success? Yeah. Well, that is the consistency. Consistency by meaning staying in. Okay, that's good. But way better is the consistency of doing the actions. These actions and only these actions, because these are the only ones that actually hit money marks. Right, like that's the problem. And this is one of the reasons that I came up with this. And it's kind of what triggered me is that I would go to a training and there would be comp plan training. I would go to a training in another city and there would be product training. And I would go in another city and they would be encouraging us to go to Fiji and walk on hot coals. And so there was no, it was just random training. And in the military, we had standard operating procedures, SOPs. And that means you get a consistent result if you keep doing those same actions. And so consistency in these is the way you make big money. And it'll always be that. So I think it's everything, buddy.
1: Hey, you heard it. Consistency is so, so important. Without it, you never be successful. And in my mission to help 1,000 people earn $1,000 a month, I know one of the things we need to work on is to help you become more consistent and take action. And that's what we do in Purpose Driven Networkers. For just 33 cents a day, we prospect together. I hold you accountable. I make sure you work on the DMO, the income producing activities. And so all that for 33 cents a day, I made it easy for you to get help. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Let's get consistent and let's start finally, not just learning, learning, but taking action and making money in your business. Let's do it. Now, you're in a company that has health products, and a lot of our listeners and viewers are also in health companies. What's the easiest way for someone to get a customer, the next customer?
2: In my first company, we had this product that helped hair. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. And so it was easy to see that, who your prospect was. And the same thing in the health world. It's easy to see but I'm not going to be rude so when I contact somebody and you you've known this I I remember you did this training is that I greet somebody right And, and that's just no agenda and this is where you're the difference between confident and icky right I have no agenda when I greet somebody and I start talking to them my wife always says this and she's like You'll talk to anybody. (laughs) You get on an elevator, you walk through a restaurant and you're like, hey, that looks good. Can I have some of that? You know, and I'm joking around with them. And and so I have no agenda. I just love people. And so I greet people. And somewhere in the greeting, if the greeting lasts long enough, you're going to end up finding out something vulnerable about them. They're going to say something. And they're like, you know, yeah, it's causing some problems here, you know, and, uh, and I go, Oh, have you tried to solve that? Yeah, a few times. Well, what have you tried, you know? And, and so I want to get and gain as much knowledge as I can about the person. And then I just, you know, like when I feel as though that it's legit, that they want to change it and I want to help them. And those are two very important points then I jump over and I say, well, if I could show you something that can help that, would you look at it? And that's it. That's my whole life. That's $200 million in sales. I've sold a you know, billion dollars worth of products. You know, That's the simplicity of it. And it always is simple, Simon. <laughs> simple Simon, you know, It's always simple. If you just find yes. that simple truth, like that, this thing here, that's a foundation. It's a bed- bedrock, you know? Hey, thank
1: you so much for your time, Tim. As you wrap up, a couple quick questions. These can be like one sentence answers. Okay. okay. I'm pick the brain here. First one is
2: what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? <laughs> I'm not really a quote guy. I just want you to know that. But if I had one, it would be, if it's to be, it's up to me. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Lieutenant Mike Scott. He asked me if I could, if I could run a radio. I said, yes. He said, show me. I couldn't do it. He grabbed me by the throat, pushed me up against the wall and said, don't say you got it until you got it. Now do it again. And he made me do it over and over and over. And that's where I learned that training was the key to everything. Okay, so when Lieutenant, he pushed me up against the wall and he asked, and and because I failed to be able to do what he asked me to do. And reading about something is a level of training, but it's not enough. You have to repeat something over and over and over doing it before you have certainty on it.
1: What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So, say you have a qualified prospect
2: today, do you send them a video? Do you do a Zoom right away? What do you like to use? Zoom. I will always be the best salesperson in my company. All right, it's always going to be Zoom. However, when somebody's brand new, they need to use tools until they have the same certainty. And I really advise people go through that. Uh, all the videos that are on network marketing power because I don't I don't do those videos every day on Zooms, meaning that my prospects don't ask all those questions, but they ask one or two of those questions every time, and so that I I can't really help somebody that I'm not talking to. So the video is for the purpose of getting interest, but Zoom is my number one. Do you have a favorite
1: app on your phone or a favorite online resource like Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend?
2: No. Pipeline is what I do all the time, Pipeline Profits. But uh, but typically when I'm doing training with people like that, I normally just, with Skype, I just drag Skype documents over into Skype. is is my real go-to app. What's one or two books you could recommend? I saw that you asked that, and this is, the book, uh, I don't know if you can see that or not, but uh, it's an old school book, all right? And it's Advertising Secrets of the Written Word. And it's by uh, Joseph Sugarman. I think this book cost me like $180 for a book. It's absurd, but, uh, but I think that all sales copywriting that you'll ever buy, all the courses that you buy, this is the basis of all of them. They just basically ripped him off. And so I like to go to the source. And here's the last question, the million
1: dollar question. You ready, Tim? Yeah. Here's the million dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know know your wife, didn't have any friends, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? That is so easy because
2: just eight years ago, I did that, Simon. <laughs> okay. I would, I would go to pipeline Profits. I would create a board. I would then go to generate leads and I would start filling up this because this is the big end of the pipe. It's the funnel, right? And it goes like this. And so I would start shoving prospects into this category and dragging them over. Where would I get the prospects from? Number one would be social media. And I would use basically the inviting formula. Simon, you know what that is. And it's that great qualify invite thing to not only contact them and set appointments, but it would be how I build a relationship on social media. You know, I start out by just, you know, commenting and liking and loving and wowing on, on social media to get somebody's attention that I am a cool person. And then at some point I'm going to cross over and I'm going to send them a friend request. And when they send, when, when they okay it, I'm going to message them and say, Hey, thanks for approving my, my request and just strike up a conversation. I'm not going to spam and spam by definition is on on, not wanted communications. And so I'm not going to spam them. That's the main thing. I'm going to wait until he wants a communication and when he wants a communication, then I'll be there. So, so I would generate leads through social media, all of them, and I would run advertisements in social media. I would run advertisements in uh, regular old school. I would do postcards. I would do everything that I could to put pi- uh, fill leads here. I would put a particular focus, if I was out of money on selling the product. If I had enough money to survive, then, then I'm going all in on the business side. Just in uh, social media, you say meet people
1: where, what type of people would you meet? Uh, would you join like, for example, like a military group where you would go
2: to like a health group? What would you like to do? The specific one that I would start with would be military because I have a lot of relate, you know, like ability to communicate with them in the same language But I would do just about every single thing that I could because we're trying to get volume here, right? Volume. I would also do a meetup. My wife and I started a thing when we first got to Park City where we were having people come over to our house and we would meet at different places to do hikes and things like that, because we live near park city and it's, you know, up in the mountains. And so, uh, so we would do, you know, we'd put it out on meetup and man, a bunch of people would show up. Right. (laughs) We were like, wow, this stuff really works. Um, So every way that I could possibly do it. And also like sports exercise, you know, I'd, I'd see prospects who respond to Comments, you know how uh, under YouTube you have comments well, sometimes when somebody gives a very intelligent comment, I like then go over to that person's channel and then try to find them on social media if if they're like a really cool person that I'd want to work with, obviously, Simon, at this stage in my life with a number of millionaires i'm not spamming what I'm doing is i'm trying to find the perfect match because somebody gets to really benefit because they you know, have a lot of life force and I have a lot of knowledge. Remember, it's will train. And so when I go in to train somebody, they know they're getting absolutely the right stuff, right? So that's what I would do uh, on your, was that a million dollar question
1: or? Yeah, that's a million dollar question. Thank you, Tim. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's
2: the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, social media. I'm on Facebook, Network Marketing Power, as well as Tim Sales. is, uh, is probably the best way to uh, connect. I I put training into this. In other words, uh, like you get the pipeline board, but I put training in on this stuff on each one of these leads, contacts, and things like that. And so that's another one. But uh, but primarily uh, Facebook, Instagram, Tim Sales. And any last words of advice? If you knew what I know you would crawl over broken glass naked to get it. Okay? <laughs> That's my best advice. I
1: love that. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you're hang out with the one and only Tim Sales. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com and you go to the podcast tab and just type in Tim and you go to the show notes page and all the notes, the nuggets of wisdom that Tim shared and also the links to his resources will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and business and network marketing, you must help others. So Tim, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you, sir. Hey ML Nation, just a reminder. Let's do this together. You know, I believe everyone can earn a part-time income in network marketing, including you. And my mission is to help a thousand people earn at least a thousand dollars a month by next year. And I made it easy for you to get help. Just thirty-three cents a day. You can ask me questions, plug into the group, access to unlimited trainings. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. My purpose is to help you get to a part-time income. You can check it out. Purpose networkers.com. I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, I'm Al Nation. Simon Chan here with an awesome show of Tim Sales. I mean, he's been super busy building and uh took me a long time to get him on the show, like for almost five years. Yeah, five years. We've been going on for five years now almost and uh, finally got him on. You know, it's... Uh, I know he's been busy building, and it means a lot because he really helped me. You know, I built a million dollar business started out in two thousand three, and I remember early on, Tim did a tremendous amounts of stuff uh, for the profession, like with his tool, brilliant compensation. You know, I've been building online you know, way back before Facebook and stuff. I was building online with Google, Yahoo, and his brilliant compensation was a third party video that he was way ahead of our time, and even. The streaming speeds wasn't good. He actually wasn't video, it was like a flash animation, cartoon characters. But uh that thing helped me recruit over 80 people a year. You know, cartoon character flash animation, third-party tour. So super grateful to have means a lot for to me to have Tim on, on the show. And also later on he helped me coach me on a few things as well. So I mean this wow, the aha moments of stories on there, it's incredible. And that's one thing I like about Tim is he keeps things very, very simple, you know. You know, pay attention to the ad he talked about, right? He, how he got started from the answer to the ad. And the two words is, will train, right? We'll train. And then how he had the money objection, but it was a creative ways to get started for free. Like buy five and get one free. And then Tim had the money objection. And then the sponsor said, hey, yeah, didn't know you lacked confidence, right? Or he also, before he couldn't afford it, he said, I can't afford it. So how long have you been saying that? You know, learning to ask the right questions that really hit someone in the heart. You know, and the, i that's something I took from Tim and also one of my good friend Steve, Steve Schwartz, who was episode, featured in episode 21, was learning to ask questions and not be shy about it because you really if you really have a sincere desire to help people, you need to get people going. And by asking those questions, it definitely helps. And, um, you know, if you worry about, People not joining. You know, if you don't ask those questions, they're not going to join anyway. And think about it. If Tim actually born to his excuse that he didn't have money, $350, and what would life be right now? Right, so if you really believe in products, services, company, you got to do everything to get per- the person started and in the closing. Were you asking the right questions? Um, go check out Tim's channel. Get all the links to uh, connect with them. There's resources on mlnation.com. Just go there and you get the show notes page. Click on the podcast tab and you can access all those resources there. I'm going to keep it short, but if your company has got some negative news, seems like now it's so easy with social media. Any company has some negative news out there, whether a company's earnings went down or a product with bad ingredient or there's so much negativity. You know, Tim says fill the void, right? Share what's really happening. And talk about the billionaire who bet on Herbalife. Herbalife won that thing. The billionaire lost. He lost a lot of money by betting against Herbalife. But fill that void. Step up. Let people know what's really happening. And, and second of all, you gotta step up and flourish. Focus. That's the time to buckle down and flourish and uh, step up the game. Don't be shaken. Stay focused. Right? The grass me. The grass always seems greener. But it really is. Stay focused and step on flourish if your company's in that situation there. And uh, Tim also shared what made him, where his income came on dropping to the level that it didn't drop anymore to 16000 was the customers and the importance of getting a customer. And Tim also shared, gave you tips on how to do that. Anyway, great episode. Definitely connect with Tim. Check out his channel. And uh, thank you for listening. My name is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession and thank you for listening. Now now it's up to you. Go apply what you learned and go out there. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.